Hey guys, so in marketing speak, I'm supposed to start off my episode with a hook and make the thirty, the first 30 seconds of my episode the most engaging. So here's my hook. I'm going to be talking about heaven. I'm going to be talking about the good stuff, the bad stuff, because I, I hear a lot of slander and I hear a lot of praise, but nothing in between. Um, and I this idea really sp- sprouted in my head last September when I kept seeing videos about their campaign with Doja Cat. Um, if you remember that, I'll kind of, you know, wake up your memory or introduce it to you and yeah that's what the episode is going to be about but you're here and you're listening and it's been a little bit more than 30 seconds so that means my hooked worked um my hooked worked my hook worked um yeah it's 12:46 a.m we're out here recording podcast episodes i i've been a lot like a, a lot more inconsistent with my episodes but look I'm still getting stuff done and this is one of this is the, one of the episodes that I've been most excited to record and you know take notes on and research for like this one is is the one I've been the most excited about for a pretty like like a couple weeks so yeah let's just I I hate saying jump right in because that's what everyone says and that's what I say every time and I need to switch it up but let's jump right in Okay, so before I begin, I kind of just want to talk about like Heaven by Marc Jacobs as a, you know, fun, like a fundamental idea as a brand, just like in general, for those of you who don't know. So Heaven by Marc Jacobs is a brand by Marc Jacobs, the designer, obviously. Um, you may know them from the tote bag that just went viral or not just went viral it went viral like a little bit ago but it's a tote bag that literally says the tote bag by mark jacobs on it so you may know them from that or you may know them from doja cat's photo shoot with heaven she was wearing like i think it was edited on her but there were like fairy wings on her and her head was shaved and it was bleached but another reason why you may not know them and this one's pretty popular i feel like it's marketed to teenagers in a very specific way with a very specific demographic. And it's so interesting that I think I'm going to talk about it this episode. Um, there's really no other way to describe Heaven by Mark Jacobs other than like, it's colorful, it's playful, it's unhinged, it's like almost unfinished and tattered. Um, that's like how the clothes and how the vibe is. Whether it's like a good crazy vibe for some people or a bad crazy vibe for other people, it's like very, you know, and it's also supposed to appeal to all genders and it mixes masculine and feminine, you know, parts of clothing and kind of just mush them together. But before I really, really get into it, I'm not hating nor am I loving this brand um in my argument well i guess it's a little bit of both because i do admire them but i also point out like what's wrong with them so i get it makes it neutral you know i'm gonna preface by saying this heaven by mark jacobs undoubtedly they know what they're doing heaven by mark jacobs knows what they're doing okay their marketing is insane their visuals and their art directions is incredible their pieces are actually like unique in a very accessible way design wise and yeah so let's talk about the illusion of mark jacobs let's talk about um how they make luxury for teens and the brand that really turned thrifting into luxury or 
I should say fake thrifting, but yeah. Okay, so what I'm really going to hit first is why Heaven by Marc Jacobs is so cool and perceived as so niche and how they use like niche influencers and celebrities for marketing and shoots and deals because Marc Jacobs is a pretty big and pretty, you know, universal designer, but they don't use really big celebrities for their brand. And we're just going to talk about that. So the first thing, the first and foremost reason why it's considered cool is because it's niche. Obviously, that's pretty much going to be at the core of this episode. I'm really going to drill that into your head because it's inaccessible, but they also portray it to be accessible and relatable because they rely very heavily on influencer marketing and PR. It's really like it shows the follower that like, hey, you can be like your favorite influencer, but yet it's so, so inaccessible for the um, for the group they market to. It's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Like, please just look at them, the Heaven by Mark Jacobs website and you are going to be appalled if you have not seen it before. I feel like that's the definition of like accessible but unattainable luxury. It's as if anybody could afford it, but you can't. You only can see other people rocking. I feel like that really happened with Supreme because uh, like in 2018, every male influencer under the sun was wearing Supreme. Let's be honest right now. But because it, it's, it looks so simple that anybody could afford it. But it's so, so inaccessible. And I'm going to talk about that later, actually, how Heaven kind of relates to Supreme. But Heaven by Mark Chase was definitely popularized popularized by influencers and their reviews and the culture around it on TikTok. Like if you search up Heaven by Mark Jacobs, like on the TikTok hashtag, it's going to say like five point something. No, it's got to be more than that, like maybe 50 million views. It like it's insane because if you're on that end of the internet, it's a household name to you. But if you're not on that very specific end of the internet, you're gonna have no idea what it is, you know? It's also considered cool because they don't they don't brand really hard, but when they do brand it, they brand it in such a smart and I don't wanna say aesthetic, but in an aesthetic way. Um, you know, because people will still ask other people hey where did you get that top from where did you get those that skirt from where do you get those pants from and because it still has that element of like it being gatekept because it's such a big um it's such a big designer such a big brand but yet a very 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 unnaturally niche um brand like what is it called like a sub brand like a brand under a brand i really honestly don't know but another big part of heaven and the reason why it's so popular under one specific area where the sun shines is the people they use and why it all connects into kind of just like the fundament the fundaments the fundaments is that the word of the brand itself i don't know guys it's too late for this well it's 1 a.m so it's it's too early for this 
I should say. But I'm just going to be talking really quickly about the the main influencers and celebrities in these shoots from most recent to least recent. And these these don't cover all of them, but I think it covers most of the ones that, you know, went pretty big. So, follow along if you want to open these pages as I talk about it because I feel like it's really good to have the visual representation of them. So, first, I want to be talking about their spring 2023 campaign. I'll give you a second to search it up. In the spring 2023 campaign, they had Ice Spice, they had Lil Uzi Vert, and they had more. Like, if I say more than Ice Spice and Lil Uzi Vert, majority of you won't know. And honestly, I didn't even know who half of these people in this shoot was. But I just get an idea of how they looked in the shoots and how it ties back into their own niche. Because I want to say a lot of the people um that were in these shoots they have kind of this like same one they kind of have the same style and two they kind of have the same fan demographic you know and they also had Ethel Kane they had uh, they had wait I think they had Megan they literally had the actress for Megan in this shoot I think hold on <laughs> because I know Megan was I know Megan was um I forgot the actress's name, excuse me, but she was in the shoot. Yeah, she was, Ethel Kane was in the shoot, Megan was in the shoot, um, Lil Uzi Vert, uh, Liv Tyler, you know, Haley Weir. Like, if you know any of those names, you are the demographic that Heaven is trying to reach. So, that's spring 2023. Fall 2022... We had Doja Cat, we had Pam Anderson, we had more. <laughs> like, I don't want, they're so niche to the point where I don't even want to try and say their names because the niche fans will come for me because this podcast is pretty niche. Uh, they also had Charlie XCX on here. That was crazy. I saw people on the interweb. I saw the people on the interwebs. They were, like, taking down the posters in New York of Charlie XCX. And or have any campaign, which is so funny to me. Spring 2022. Give you a second to search it up. They had Nicki Minaj, Sky Ferreira, Ferreira, and more. Uh, I, I just linked the like the titles of the article. So it just said the two most popular names. And, and then it was like, oh, they had Steve Lacey on here too? Oh my goodness. I'm like, I made these a week ago and I'm like, whoa, like who's on here, you know? Yeah, they had a lot, a lot of... I feel like this is one of their best seasons because they had Nicki Minaj on there. They had Steve Lacey on there. They had... Those are the only two I know. I'm not that niche, guys. But they had that. Fall 2021, one of the biggest ones that I could find an article on was Bella Hadid. But I feel like this is a little bit before she really, really hit the internet as mainstream. But Bella Hadid was the face of the fall 2021 Mark Jacobs heaven brand. Um, and then spring 2021, you had Lily Pose, Lily Pose. Hold on. I linked the articles in my doc. Okay, pretty smart. Let's see. Oh, wait, Harley Weir was a photographer. My bad, guys. 
Kate Moss, uh, Georgia Palmer. Yeah. So, but past that, past spring 2021, they're all so niche that I don't even want to talk about them because I don't, I don't know who they are. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, like I said before, they all have the same or similar audiences. So it like for every shoot, it reaches the same, but it's like general, the same general niche audience. So therefore it feels exclusive and it feels niche, which it is, but it also feels mainstream if you're in the niche, you know, if you're within that group, that community, it's mainstream because that's the main source of media you're consuming. But if you're not within that circle, it's, you know, it's like, like, who's that? Like, who's, what's heaven? Anyway, like, something I can't put my finger on, it's like all of the people casted for these shoots, they all have the same sort of youthful element to them and their style too. Like, they've casted some very, very old celebrities, but they just have that youthful vibe you know and i feel like over time they used more and more mainstream figures as these mainstream figures find what they're looking for like Lil Uzivert, he was he's very mainstream but once he's found himself and what he's liked heaven's like that's niche we like it you know he's on or he's on the the shoot and switching switching gears a little bit heaven i cannot stress this enough it relies on micro trends and niches that just expand into their entire collection like they take one micro trend they take one niche they take one trend idea and then they manipulate it in a way that's still true to the trend to the micro trend to the niche but they it it gets hit with the heaven effect i really i can't explain that any better and in the early stages of heaven, they used a lot of Japanese rave fashion and Harajuku style fashion. Um, but they've recently transitioned to kind of like a 2000s edgy American pop culture kind of vibe now because now like they just had a partnership with Deftones, if that paints the picture for you. But when they had Doja Cat, when they had Nicki Minaj, it was more colorful and kawaii-esque. I don't want to say that, but I have to say that. And they, at the time, they applied the Harajuku and the Japanese rave style fashion to Western society so incredibly well. I can't describe it, but here's like, here's kind of what I mean by that. They filtered these subcultures that were already niche in you know japan where it truly started they filtered those subcultures into small little tops to sell for a quick buck honestly to western society it looks different but it's not so super crazy out there which has kept them relevant but has not made them mainstream you know and this applies to their fall 21 spring 22 era a lot more because they were neck deep in this style of fashion with other influencers as well. But it really showed 
I'm not the type of person to make this reason, like make this reason all of my reasoning, but it really showed the power of people of color, you know? And the fetish, the fetish, fetish, fet, F-E-T-I-S-H-I-Z-A-T-I-O-N. Did that help? I can't say that word. For the life of me, I cannot say fet, fetishization of Asianness, which I think, I feel like that fetish had died down a little bit over time. But their stores, I remember seeing tours of the Heaven store in, uh, it was either in LA or New York. It was littered with East Asian inspired trinkets and everything like that. It was just, it was like cute and cutesy and you woo and you know. I remember they even sold, and this is what really sparked my interest in this topic. They sold niche movies as posters. Like they just all, I remember they sold just niche movie posters that were just translated in Japanese. Like it was the same poster, but they translated in Japanese. Like it, they, they, they put the heaven effect on them, but it was still the same movie poster and they sold them for like 50 bucks. And they rolled it up when they gave it to you, which if you know anything about having a poster, it is so annoying when they rolled it up. Anyway, I see why people can make the argument that heaven is an exploitation of POC, but that's a little extreme for me personally. I never really want to resort to race as my reasoning for anything relating to this topic, but they applied this Harajuku Japanese rave style fashion so well to the point it looks tacky when you compare it to the authentic but it looks so cool and different when you look at it in I guess like American culture or French culture or Italian culture you're like Eurocentric culture you know it's like it looks almost counterculture to Western fashion, but they filtered it almost like nothing is wrong with inspiration, but it feels a little off, you know, and it just looks like fast fashion when you just take an idea and make it your own without really saying anything, you know, like they have sheer tops. You know, sheer tops from designer brands and all over prints. That's literally Shein Core. So, Shein Core, if you don't know what it is, Shein is... Well, I made up the word Shein Core, so if you ever say that, credit me. Um, when you hashtag that on TikTok, put hashtag Shein Core. And next to that, put hashtag Shein Core. This was made by Matthew. Live, loud, love, perspective. End of hashtag. Anyway, Shein Core. Shein is the fast fashion brand that is most notoriously known for its god-awful designs and quality, but they do a lot, a lot of sheer tops, which just add to the Shein core of it all because it's already bad quality, and sheer tops are, you know, sheer. They sold Heaven by Marc Jacobs. Marc Jacobs sold a sheer top with a Garfield all-over print kind of vibe for, like, I think specifically this costed $138, which ties back into my point before about Asianists being capitalized on since 
Garfield was originally just exclusively released in Japan. But I oh, let me tell you sort of really quick. I read Garfield so much growing up. I have Garfield books. I read them like maybe monthly. I love Garfield so much. <sighs> I love Garfield. But anyway, we've gotten through a lot of information, a lot of information that I can't really handle. That's hence my stuttering, hence my whatever. So because of that, I want to introduce a new segment that I have not included in an episode in a long time, and that's water break. Water break. Water break segment. Okay, so I'm drinking water right now. You can't you you can't see me, so that's why I'm narrating it. I suggest you get water too, because that's good for you, you know. Okay. One more second. <sighs> okay i have a question i'm uh I, th- I think i'm gonna make this my q a i wanted my q a to be something related to um heaven but i think i might have to make my q a this question mountain spring water or not mountain spring water just like purified water or non-purified water because there's only one right answer and i'll tell you what the right answer is it is non-purified water and it all i i feel like i've said this before but it's all about ph ph levels ph levels in purified water are like closer to toxic than tap water is so technically tap water is better for you than purified water and purified water has a weird salty taste to me but i like mountain spring water i like you know quote-unquote natural water but on the flip side people who drink purified water say that spring water has a salty taste and i'm like "Mm, i don't know about that anyway so far let's do a little recap we've talked about why heaven by mark jacobs is cool the niche celebrities they use for their shoots for their promotions and how they applied Harajuku and Japanese rave style fashion to Western society so well. So now let's talk about the price point um, supreme thing that I mentioned earlier. So the price point of heaven as, as a concept compared to similar stores. And my friend had a really good take on this. He said, that heaven is just supreme priced Jaden London. So let's break it down. Supreme is a brand infamously known for its way too simple logo designs, but they are sold at insanely high prices. And there's not really much that makes it need to cost so much other than the fact it's designer, other than the fact that it's exclusive, I guess. And I, I think that's why they were so popular at the time. And Jaden London is also a very popular fast fashion brand that is also expensive and notoriously known for being crazy expensive, but also fast fashion. I won't lie, I did fall into the Jaden London trap. I bought white parachute pants from them for like 60% off though, so, you know, don't hate for me on that. But it was an investment, okay? I wear that, I wear those pants all the time. You have no idea. It was exactly what I was looking for. And it's not bad quality at all. I think uh, the parachute pants are the one thing they do really well in terms of quality. 
But everything else is like, whatever, you know? So, hence, Supreme Price Jaded London. And even if you look at the Jaded London store online, so I'll wait for you to search up jadedlondon.com, I think. I don't know. Jaded London, like the vibe of their store, their page, their website, it's kind of it's kind of the same vibe as Heaven, but with less color. Heaven is just more colorful, a little bit more niche, and a different niche. Jaden London. Anyway, I feel like it's glorified in the sense of like the juxtaposition of Heaven's nicheness and also heaven's exclusivity yet your favorite alternative music artist is wearing it and it feels like you're in on the secret and on top of that it's mark jacobs you know it's already a big designer simply so in i guess in in relation to this episode i also want to talk about how you can just find these thrifting you know, that's kind of the final part of this quote unquote illusion of Heaven by Mark Jacobs. Um, because you can look at the Heaven by Mark Jacobs website and you can also look at thrift hauls from, you know, niche girls that wear cowboy boots on the daily. And you're like, wait, this, like these are the same exact clothes. And I see so many people find Heaven dupes while thrifting like that's like the point of their videos it's like let's go to the thrift store and find a heaven dupe for so and so like for this piece for this piece and heaven by mark jacobs they've managed to make thrifting luxury no matter which way i slice it like it looks good i like heaven as the clothes that they have their their branding their vibe their aesthetic i love it but I read this article by the Nubian message that I think I think kind of sums it up this segment and kind of this episode as a whole. While Heaven by Mark Jacobs is essentially a cash grab marketed towards the impressionable, pretentious, self-obsessive minds that is Generation Z, it's still a cute brand. Heaven is a clear depiction of where fashion is headed within the next few years it shows how impactful young generations and even alternative subcultures are. End quote. Anyway, I read that from the Nubian message, and that's kind of it. I know this episode was a lot more fashion-forward, but I do want to say I'm only allowed to put two topics that my podcast is, so I put society and culture, which is kind of what it is, but just know it's pop culture, it's society, it's culture because i feel like pop culture and culture are different and fashion those are the four main topics this podcast thing is about so that's it if you've i i just want to know what your take is on heaven by mark james i want to know what you think after listening to this episode i want to know I just want to know, like, I'm interested. I want your guys' experiences, not just buying from heaven because it's so incredibly inaccessible, but I just want to know. I just want to know. So there's ways to contact me. You can do that if you feel like it.
Wow, it's like over. That was like that was supposed to be my exhilaration for, for the past week and a half. I've been prepping this episode. I do want to say though, I've been taking a lot more content related jobs around not like paid jobs but like positions like content-based positions and i'm honestly really enjoying it um less content time for myself which is like fine whatever but yeah heaven by mark jacobs that's it y'all if you are heaven by mark jacobs listening to this i love you and just just recruit me you know I, I because I think I'm pretty niche, so I don't know. Just an idea. Okay, bye guys.